Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me, beautiful boys, Brandon. Ooh. And Ben. Yeet. What's up, guys? Hey. Just thought we'd change up the, the intros. I like that. Gotta switch it up. I was gonna say my standard like greetings or hello, and mm. then Brandon said <laughs> something. I don't know. I just said I, a, a an onomatopoeia of some sort. And then I was like, well, I gotta say something. Yeah. Listen, as long as I am the host of this podcast, or any podcast for that matter, I will never start a show with what's up, guys. We know you're the bad boy. Oh, sorry. I Okay. Thank you for bringing uh, that up. Thank okay, you for, sorry. for everybody. In the okay. Audience. Just so you but know, yeah. at any time, if Brandon and I decide we want to start with what's up, guys, we can overthrow you. We just butt okay. right in. Damn. <laughs> the boys are plenty. That's what I wish you would have said. The boys are plenty. Yeah. Yeah, That's only when there's four of us. Well, you know. Maybe that one Phil comes, it'll be the beautiful boys are plenty. Yes. I like that. Very nice. The, the combo. Uh, this is the HP Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from HandsomePhantom.com. If you haven't been there yet, it's a pretty cool website. We have a review coming on the day of the public release of this show. Yeah. For Carrion. Carrion. Car- is it Carrion? Because I believe it's Carrion because it's a, I, I think, because the way you say the bird, Carrion, okay. is Carrion. I mean. Here, I, well, this there's no way this is breaking embargo. This is probably in a trailer. In the game, there's a little screen that says "Keep calm and carry on," uh-huh. and I thought that care the fact I'm that sure it says "carry on" is, it, it, yeah. is, it, is it, so I was like, "Is it carry Although on?" Although last or? week I messed up uh, Giancarlo's name. Oh, right. But, no, with carry on, I think it's supposed to be a play on the bird, like the type of bird that like eats flesh. Okay. But oh, good. I could be wrong. Yeah. Good. Interesting. Even though there's no birds in that game, I don't think. Yeah. Well. So there will be a review, a written and video review of that. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash handsome phantom. Uh, I want to plug the discord real quick. handsomephantomcom slash discord. If you go there, you can join up and hang out with us. Talk about the show. And really, I mean, hell, whatever you want, really? as long as it's something legal, you know, I mean, maybe possibly illegal within certain within realm, certain bounds, within yeah. certain bounds. I'll allow it. Yeah. You know. Jaywalking? You want to talk about that? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, am I missing any? Oh, Patreon. The most yeah. important plug. Patreon.com slash Handsome Phantom. You can support this show directly and get some cool perks along the way, such mm. as early access to this show. You get early access to HP After Dark, the other off-topic show we do. And it's just uh, it's a good thing to do for Bust you it. as a person. I guarantee it. 
Last but not least, never neglect the balls. This show is brought to you by Balls Corona. That's that's always what I say never that for last. Neglect the balls. Never neglect the balls. That's right. That's right. Sponsored by Balls Corona. Thank you, Balls. All right. Right off the top of the show, before we get in the news, I'm changing up a little bit this week. Okay. We're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima Whew. because I just feel like I'm so excited about this game. I know Brandon is playing it and mm-hmm. Ben. You're a little behind the curve, but that's okay. You picked up a copy today. Yeah. Which, let's start with that. Okay. Something is happening with the physical copies of this game. And it's not just here around us. Right. I made a tweet about this, and I actually got a a lot of people responding to me talking about the different situations in their area. And it seems like this game is severely understocked across the entire country. And it even pushed me, and I wonder if part of it's intentional, because me, who would never buy a trip, that's just not my style. If it's an indie game or something, uh, or a double A game, sure, I'll probably get it. Or if it's a free download, I'll play it if it's digital. But if I'm going to spend $60 on a game, I want a physical copy. It's just something in my brain. But it even got me to the point of like, I was teetering on pushing the buy button. So I wonder if there's something there, if they're just supply constraining and hoping they get more digital sales from it. Right. I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory. But Now, when I talked to the first GameStop I went to to get my copy. Day after launch. They No, 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 no. Oh. This was pre that. I okay. had stopped at another GameStop before that. And this was the day of release, Friday. And I got told at the counter that only the people that pre-ordered got discs weird so and at that time they said that something similar happened with last of us not quite to the extreme yeah and that got me thinking like are they not putting out as many of these sony games i would imagine part of it is due to all the you know the trade difficulties due to covid and stuff right no certainly and i mean you know it's exacerbated but i think they're producing less because one people are moving more towards digital so of course they're going to produce less but two i think they want people to move towards digital i was wondering that as well but my story okay so brandon first of all you and i neither one were interested in the game last week on tuesday when we talked exactly or maybe you weren't here for the podcast last week i wasn't here for the podcast but i was here for the last of us talk okay so and I think we talked then that neither one of us were going to get it. Well, something changed. The reviews didn't really do it for me. I mean, I knew it was going to get good reviews or at least decent. Um, but just like everybody on my friends list playing it and just I don't know, I just wanted to play it. And there's nothing else I really want to play that's out route right now except for Modern Warfare. So, yeah, um, I decided to get it. Not the day of release. No, the day of release, I decided I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and get it. And. Uh, but I'm going to, when I make my way to the store, I'm not going to go out of my way. Well, just so happens the next day, or maybe the same day I went to the store, I had to go to Walmart, God forbid, did a cross symbol on myself. I turned Catholic for a minute, (laughs) uh, went in, they didn't have any thought, well, I had a gift card for Walmart. I'd prefer to use that, but you know what? Whatever. I'll save it. Walked over to the GameStop. GameStop didn't have any. Target's not far. Walked over there. They didn't have any thought okay i'll i'll wait a couple days no big deal looked on amazon thinking i could get it in two days nope not nope. only not only could i not get it in two days they had used or um some you know like third-party sellers selling it for like 120 dollars and i thought definitely not yeah maybe i'll get it digital waited a few more days today's tuesday i called i went on brickseek i called on monday uh to walmart the same walmart target and 
GameStop. Nobody had it. Called another local game, somewhat local GameStop. They didn't have it. Called a Walmart that's about 40 minutes away. They didn't have it. So today I was having to pick up some things for my businesses at various stores. Hey, look, there's a, a Walmart. Nope. There's a, a Target. Nope. There's another GameStop. They surely have it here. This is a big area. Nope. Oh, man, the worst place I could buy it right now. Best Buy. I hate Best Buy. Oh, yeah. I'll I don't like there. Best Buy either. Nope. Not at Best Buy. Matter of fact, Best Buy didn't get any at all. Oh, my. I got zero, he said. Not even the pre-orders came in. Oh, shit. That's next So level. then I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we will make you buy digital fucker. So I have to drive. Uh, and I and I didn't. The only I dr- This is the only place I drove specifically for this for the game, I thought. There's another Walmart about 30 minutes away from here. It's a little closer to where I'm going at the end of this journey. So I'll go there. On my way there, I see a Target. Stop. No. I see a GameStop. Stop. No. Get to the tar- Get to the uh, Walmart. Go in. The- First of all, I looked on BrickSeek. It said zero. I go in. One copy on the shelf. Wow. Was Holy it a launch shit. edition? I was, it is a day one edition. Okay. Mine, so, mine I, was not. I was going to get it. And then I thought, you know what? My buddy Phil wants this more than me. I'm going to ask him if they have another copy. I asked him, and he goes, and he pulls it out from under the counter and goes, yeah, guy asked to keep it behind, keep it till he could pay for it. Last night, I told him I'd keep it for 24 hours, but he's not coming back. So I got, I stole this guy's copy nice. for Phil, got my own, and they're both launch edition or day yeah. one or whatever, which I didn't care about that one way yeah. or another. They're quick because I've gotten, and I don't know if this just has to do with the way they pump them out or how many they get. Well, obviously, that's what it has to do with. But yeah. I've gotten day one editions well after launch yeah. before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And literally the shipment the day after launch, I did not get a launch edition, which right. is crazy, which I mean, makes sense, right? That's mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to work. But I just think that's interesting. Right. Um, I will say, and I do want to preface, I didn't know much about Ghost a week ago, and everything I had seen had made me think I wasn't interested yeah. in it. When I started seeing people I knew in my circle yep. talk about it in less conventional ways and talk about how beautiful it was and stuff like that, that kind of got me. Yep. And also, I had just finished The Last of Us, so right. I was like... Need something else. Yeah, I was almost itching for something else. I needed to cleanse myself a bit. Um, Everybody from... was worried about the timing between the two games. I think it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I think it worked out. But, um, but no, yeah. of which, I started my second playthrough. Yeah, so did I. Uh, just to try to get the platinum because I'm not far off. And uh, I'm going to end up having to play through the majority of the game again, I think, to get to Platinum, which is fine. Dang it. But I'm skipping all the cutscenes, and I'm playing on the easiest mode with some of the uh, options turned on that make the game a little little less difficult. And where I was about 10 hours in, I think I was at after about two hours the other night. Like where I was on my first playthrough, 10 hours, I'm already there in two hours. So it won't take me long. Nice. But no, that being said... I'm lucky I found a copy. Right. I'm happy about it. Um, I guess I just went early enough and got lucky. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just part of me has to think that even if it was a push for digital, in a sense, this has to hurt sales for them in some way. The I more, feel like the more I think about it, I think that the the sales angle or the digital angle is probably unlikely. I'm thinking it's a COVID related thing because i feel like that sony wants 
people to be able to buy it as easily as possible. And for some people, digital is not easy right. as going and getting a disc. So they want there to be discs on this, you know, because maybe if someone, you know, goes to a store on a Friday night and they're like, oh, I saw this on IGN, someone who's not connected like we are. Or they go because they saw the review and they're like, ah, well, you know what? Instead, I'm going to pick up yeah, uh, Paper Mario instead or something. I don't right. know. Um, or any kind of similar game. And then, you know, that's a, you know, a lost sale. I feel like I saw something today, though, that said that sales were pretty good so far. Right. Yeah. I mean, to what extent it affects it, I don't know. But when I want to suggest it to someone and I want them to just go get it because that's what they mostly do physical. I feel like a a lot of people still do physical. Yeah. Obviously. Um, And it just sucks because I have to be like, well, maybe you'll find it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so guess I could just borrow it when I'm done. And pretty much everybody I asked, you know, I was super, super nice to everybody, but they were like, it was obvious that this is not the first time they've been asked the question. Right. <laughs> yeah. And all of them were like, no, I talked to, you know, we talked to my manager and they said we might not get more for like two weeks. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause if they were just like delayed at the warehouse, then, yeah. but honestly, I get it though, because you know, the world is changing a lot around COVID. Um, but it just sucks. Cause I'm enjoying the game a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I do have some criticisms of it, but mostly I think it's wonderful. Um, so I want more people to experience that. Well, why don't you guys get into that? Let's, yeah. Let's I haven't talk played about it, it at all. I haven't, I, our buddy Kevin and, and our friend group on PSN have been sending screenshots and I feel bad, but I've just been ignoring the messages because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, I, it's not a spoiler, I'm sure, but I don't want to see yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing nice about this game is you can get, it's weird because whereas Last of Us was so story because it's like, oh, I'm going to find out what this piece of gear looks like before I see it for the first time. Right. So it depends on your threshold, I guess, for spoilers. But I agree, Ben. I have been trying to shy away because I want to have a clean slate yeah. going in. Um, but, but no, Dustin. Like you I know, found out there's a fox in it. There is a fox. I you could pet it. I would have preferred not to know you could pet the yeah. fox. Dang it. Well, now you know. <laughs> uh, so here, let's talk. Sorry, about listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, there's going to, in fact, there's really good, we'll kind of shy away from the story almost completely. Oh, yeah. No, 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 for sure. So, no spoilers, just talk about mechanics and stuff. But I wanted to just make two of my big takeaways from what I've played so far. First of all, is the open world is not only gorgeous, like, this is one of the most beautiful games on PlayStation. Really? Period. Honestly. Um, And a lot of that, I think, is from the... I mean, not just from a graphical standpoint, but the art direction. Stylistically? Yeah. Amazing. Right. I like how the open world is, I guess, because it's very different from like a Far Cry open world where this game isn't afraid to just let you ride your horse for a little bit. It's more like Red Dead in its open world in a way. Not that you're going to come across like a weird random story as you're going along, which there is some of that maybe. But I don't know. There's something because of the aesthetic and how pretty it is that I enjoy the horse rides where I'm just like checking out different things on the island. Yeah, I do that, too. But honestly, I find myself going on foot most times. Yeah, I I don't know what. Honestly, I think it it has to do something with how I played Skyrim and these experiences when I'm exploring like this. I, I just muscle memory it and I just want to walk everywhere. Yeah. And there's even horses in Skyrim and I still walked everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's insanely gorgeous. And I love the way the open world is. 
The other thing that's really been sticking out to me is that this game has awesome side quests. Like, yeah, really. And I, I'm still I don't I can't say for the whole game, but as far as again, we'll talk only about mechanics. There's like normal side quests that are like the stories of Tsushima where you t- sometimes they're for a specific character or they're just random things to do. But there's also these maybe I'm mixing it up. It's, is it the tales, the the, the mu- musician tales? Yeah. Yeah. There's essentially like special quests almost. Right. And the uh, these special side quests are specifically got you get them through the town musician and they'll play you a song and there's like this awesome animation. And it's like almost like a lore or a legend of the world. And these quests always grant you something awesome. They're like a extra special right. side quest. Yeah. And I've done two or three of them now, and they're just so good. Like yeah. the, the quests themselves are fun, but I just love the way they lay them out. Right. And the rewards are good. Brendan, the thing I wanted to ask you about is what you thought about the combat. Because this yeah. game, the one thing that sticks out to me, just to point us in a direction, is that there's no lock-on. Yeah, I find myself many times wanting, pressing down, you know, wanting to refocus my camera on the enemy, and I can't. Um, I feel like at first I didn't like it, um, and at first I even was a little bit unhappy about the, the combat at the very, very beginning. But as it continues to grow and like become more complex, I feel like I've hit a groove. Right. And very few games have made me feel like I am in a movie, like an action game. Anir had such amazing animation that a couple times I felt myself just observing the character. And I feel like this does the same thing. Um, you know, whenever you land a good combo or, you know, you're fighting off all these guys at once, it feels so cool. And when I have my headphones on, the music's blasting, it just feels good. And I don't know other, any other way to describe it. And I feel like the lack of HUD helps me to, you know, is a catalyst for that, essentially. Something that we were talking about when you first got here, Brandon, was how, it sort of feels like an Assassin's Creed game in certain ways. Yeah. Now, I really am not the authority to talk about this at all since I've only played like a tiny bit of Odyssey. Right. And I was trying to figure out like, well, I didn't really like Odyssey or it just did, Odyssey didn't really speak to me, I guess we'll say. And on the other hand, this game is really like really awesome, like really right. working for me. Yeah. And for me, at least... That had to do with my interest in the world, yeah. I guess. And that wasn't even that I wasn't interested in Egypt or Rome, you know, wh- wherever the game was. I feel like this game, like you said before, v- digs into the world and right. makes it very interesting and rewarding. Um, and I, it just does that way more for me than Odyssey or any other Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed game has recently. Assassin's Creed, dude. I downloaded the the wrong version of the game, I think. (laughs) Um, No, but um, how are you doing with the combat? I mean, obviously you enjoy the Souls-like games, the lock-on system. I feel like 
I, I think I already said this, but I hit a stride with the combat and you really got to try it out. At least for me, it took me a little bit to get the hang of it. So I think that playing Sekiro has taught me how to parry in games yes. properly. And so I really am enjoying the variety, whether you're parrying, dodging, or if there's like a shield guy, you kind of got to break their stance in order right. to attack them. So, yeah, it all feels feels really good. Um, the the thing that I if I have a criticism of the combat is the fact that they're I'm fine with no lock on, but the camera can get jank. Like it'll just be like, oh shit! There's a tree directly in my vision. Yeah, and it, <laughs> when you're moving around, yeah, and it won't. Mo- you like you have to. I don't know. It's weird because you have to move super it. Manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess if you're always not fighting or you you know you have the brain power to do both at once, right. <laughs> that's not a problem. But uh, but no, something else. Uh, honestly, one of the best parts of the game for me. Um, aside from the combat being really cool now that I've got into it, um, is the moments of peace in this game. And I won't go too far into that, but there are a lot of moments that happen that feel really authentic, um, that has nothing to do with violence. And um, that's a nice break in the game. And I feel like it kind of does what it's literally intended to do, you know? That's one of my main, and not having played this, I can't compare it for sure, but based on what you're saying, a lot of my complaints with, uh, you know, a lot of bigger games lately is that, like, whatever feeling you're supposed to be having, they want to make you feel that all the time. And, you know, like, I yearn when I'm playing it. Like, when I was playing The Last of Us 2, I was like, okay, I just want to get to a puzzle part or something here. Or, like, I want to die, I want a cutscene because I'm just, like, so tired of being on edge constantly right and they don't give you enough of those in a lot of games so that's that's cool to hear yeah. that that's the case ben yeah. to kind of wrap this up a little bit unless brandon you've got anything else after this i have a recommendation for okay. when you start it's going to ask you how what kind of audio setting because you can choose to play in english in japanese uh-huh. or there's i guess this is related but the kurosawa mode which uh-huh. is the black and white yeah i started playing it in Japanese because uh-huh. my thought was, Hey, this is takes place in Japan. That's going to be the authentic experience. I wouldn't recommend it for two reasons. One, and this is something that Brandon and I talked about and totally agreed on is that when you are moving around in the open world, uh-huh. people will be talking and you can't understand them. Well, it's hard to read the subtitles. Oh yeah. And do what you need to do yeah, at and the like, same time. Be vigilant of your surroundings and you know, you look for stuff a lot. There's a lot of visual stuff in this game. Yeah. The second thing is the lip sync uh-huh. is for English. Right. So the characters are moving their lips in English and speaking in Japanese. Right. And it's not good. Yeah. The what what's the deal with the black you can switch between them mid game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, everything like you could try it for a little bit, yeah. but I agree. What's the deal with the the black and white so mode? That's just essentially it's in Japanese, right? With English uh-huh. subtitles and it's in black and white. Like uh, like an old Japanese samurai film. Right. Yeah. So they specifically worked. They they got some kind of approval from the Akira Kuwazawa estate, which is he's the director of movies like Seven Samurai is his most famous one. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be reminiscent of those old samurai movies. Now, apparently they've already confirmed they, they need to tweak it because the way they have the black and white is too bright 
like the contrast is off. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that mode is going to be getting getting better. The thing though that really sucks, and this is something that uh, Carrick from ACG in his review really hit home, and I was like, oh, he's right, is they they make the sound mono in okay. the Kurosawa mode and make it sound a little bit more tinny. Uh-huh. And there's no way to put the visual of the Kurosawa mode with the normal audio. And it just kills it for me. Huh. Like the audio in this game is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't know even how to describe it. I'm not well versed enough in talking about film and game audio, but it is really good. So, so, so I was, I noticed this, I was talking to a character that was standing with their back towards a cliffside and I could hear the reverberation from when they spoke. There was, you know, like an echo, essentially. And I hadn't heard that in other places. So, you know, whether they work that into the environment or is just for that character is still pretty neat. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima so far gets the Handsome Phantom recommendation, at least from Brandon. So far, so good. That's what I'm going to I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Well, I know that. I mean, I haven't played, and this is the HP podcast, but of the Handsome Phantom team, you know, Kevin is playing, right. loving it. Dave is playing and loving it. Uh, Boo. Boo is playing it and loving it. Phil and I have copies in my backpack in my car, so yeah, we'll probably love it. Very positive. Sucker Punch, though, I mean, they're, they're, I would say they're a great studio. It's hard to get a bad game from them, I feel like. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since Second Son been a while but it's been a while yeah i will stand by i enjoyed the time i had with second son yeah me too i feel like that was like when that game came out because it was shortly after launch of the ps4 and i was like this is what i want because i mean i had kill zone and stuff like that but it wasn't really what i wanted but it wasn't quite yes very grand right it's a very grand game all right Let's go ahead and get into the news. We don't have a ton of things to talk about, but the things we do have are interesting. So the first one, we have an update on Final Fantasy VII Remake as far as the new chapters of the game. This comes from uh, Famitsu, which is a Japanese publication. And Nomura, who's the game director, said that they are in development and it is going smoothly. But uh, they, he, he and the team wants to get the sequel out quickly, which... This has kind of been a weird narrative if you've been following this game is that it seemed like Nomura and some of the other leadership isn't exactly thrilled to be uh, attached for long term to yeah. this to this project. But they know that they want to hit the same quality of the first game and hopefully exceed it. But uh, obviously any developer is going to want to say that. Right. And that the total number of parts so we don't know how many, whether it's going to be a, a trilogy or who knows, even more potentially, uh, that they're going to confirm that in the next update, which I didn't really know if that meant what? That when they talk about the next game, when they officially unveil it, they'll be saying how many parts there is uh-huh. or when it comes out. Well, no. Yeah, that sounds a little weird. I mean, why wouldn't they just come out and say it? Maybe I maybe I don't understand some sort of contextual thing about this situation Mm -hmm. but i feel like unless they're trying to curb enthusiasm or like not like they're like it's going to be six parts everyone would be furious right so i also feel like based on how far the first part of the remake went according to the original story 
they're going to have to make it like six parts if they keep the same pace. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is it like, it just seems strange that they wouldn't just come out and say, to me, because the, I mean, you would assume they've already aside, decided. I mean, you would think. I'm sure they didn't want to say after, before the first one because they didn't want people to be turned off from buying it if it was more than two. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think this game will come quicker than we would expect from Square. Yeah. Because I think that they are probably going to really lean into the established stuff they've built. Like they don't need to make a new model for cloud right. or they can just modify it based on whatever's going on. They don't need to rebuild a bunch of this stuff. They do need to build all new environments and stuff like that. But uh, I think they can probably really lean into stuff they've already done as far as when, though. Yeah, that's tough. 2021. I I mean, not earlier. For late, sure. late 2020. Yeah. Well, you don't think it could be fall? Fall 2021. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it, it, again, it's how much they want to try to chonk into this next part, you know? So, let's see. That's only a year gap, though. Probably unless it, unless either it's late. Late 2021, early 2022. With yeah. how much resources they have, I mean, not to say, you know, much credit to everything they're doing, but a lot of studios are every year. I, I don't know. Does it not seem unrealistic to have them pump it out in a year if they don't have to make some of the stuff i guess i'm just going off of one the scope that i know is there true i don't i don't have that inside at and all and so. two how long it took them to make the first part of the remake right. and don't get me wrong you have ups and downs you have story beats that need to be written out further than they you know because they obviously expanded the story a little bit but you do have things like character, like Dustin was saying, character models built. Um, some of the environments are recyclable to some extent. Some of them, you know, the assets uh, and the whole like engine of the game it doesn't have to be redone. So right. there's parts of it that will take less time. And I think parts of it, they're going to take more time. Two things that I also just thought of since they're building in Unreal, I think that is going to make their development faster because one of the reasons that they fucked up with not fucked up, but Final Fantasy 15 is that they were building that engine. I can't right. remember what it's called, but they were building that engine alongside the game, which really delayed it. The other thing that I think is if I had to guess from an outsider looking in on Square Enix, I feel like they announce projects that they are not currently focused on. And they're like, oh, well, this is coming in the pipeline, even though we aren't directly working on it. Like when they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 in 2014, I don't think that it really began active development in a serious way until years later. Yeah. And so the fact that they're already saying we are actively developing this next one right now, shortly after it, the, the last one came out, I feel like uh, that's different for them. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not working on it wasn't like, OK, we're working on Final Fantasy 7 remake. Now we're working on Final Fantasy 16, even though we announced part two. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like their focus well, is on on this right now. Here also. Tell me this PS5 coming out. Also, Unreal Engine 5. Mm. Is it possible that that could potentially drastically cut back on development times? Maybe, but I don't have any clue how easy it is to go from four to five. So if they've already got assets built, you know, yeah. in one, can they transfer them easily to the other? I don't know that. And I think that, didn't they say that Unreal Engine 5 isn't coming for developers until 2021 
even uh, for them to start using it. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't remember. So who knows? But it is a possibility that that might play a part. So, okay, we'll move on from there. So this has to do, I put RIP Stadia, oh. potentially. <laughs> do you guys remember? Thank, thank goodness. Microsoft working on xCloud for a long time. This is something that they've been lightly, wor- not lightly, but... um. Been lightly talking about yeah. here and there, saying it's one of their initiatives, is their streaming initiative. And they confirmed just recently that xCloud will be free with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate in September. And they are promising that over 100 games will be playable on the service. So, as you know, right now it's in beta for phones uh-huh. specifically. So you can, like right now the beta for phones I think only has like Master Chief Collection, like one game, like I think it's like Halo 2 or 3 or something. So when this launches, over 100 games specifically tied to Game Pass, you'd have to assume that all the Game Pass games available will be on xCloud, more than likely. At some point, you would think that, I, uh, that would just makes sense. Yeah, if they're smart, because they're they're doing the approach of we want people to play our games, not necessarily our systems, it seems like, with the PC stuff. But I could have sworn I, I was obviously wrong, but when I saw this come across my feed, I was like, well, yeah, we've kind of known this. And I realized, nope, it was never confirmed it was going to be free. I just assumed it was for some reason. Right. So I found this interesting. This was from The Verge. I'll just read a little uh, portion of their article. It says... Microsoft is planning to use xCloud as a vehicle for enabling people to quickly try out Xbox games. That can involve you logging into an Xbox console and seeing a friend playing a game and quickly joining in before your full download has completed. For example, uh, for example, or simply clicking a link from Facebook gaming in the future. And then our boy uh, Phil says, quote, we want that trial to be as easy as it is in music and video today where I can send you a track in Spotify today and you can stream it instantly. Over time, anywhere I see a game, I should be able to give it a try. End quote. The idea that any time you see a game on any device or web browser, you should be able to start streaming it through xCloud in, is in the future. Huh. So this is an angle I hadn't really thought about because this is something that Stadia promised long ago that they have still not delivered on is this idea of clicking a game on YouTube and being it instantly right. being able to boot up that all st- now looking at Stadia doesn't make sense since it's a like yeah. you could click it and then it's like hey spend 59.99 right. to buy it right now but with xCloud and you have it tied to game pass if you have game pass then you have a library of all these things what do you guys think about that approach to as a as an angle for xCloud it makes sense i mean it's the logical thing to do i just don't know how and I, and I've said this about all sorts of Microsoft products, and I was wrong every time, but I don't know how sustainable it is. Yeah. I mean, I disagree. So theoretically, what if you... So you have to have an Xbox to do it, right? You can't do Game Pass. Technically, PC. I I mean, the way that it's implied, because he said with Spotify, anywhere you open it up, you can play it. But so you I, could have... I mean. You could throw your Xbox in the dumpster and your PC in in the dumpster with it and still have a subscription. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. So, like, is there a future where you can play the console games with a Bluetooth device on your phone? I think you and can not, already. Yeah, that's and not, part of the beta. And not own an Xbox at all? Yeah. So, yeah. like, 
they are tapping into the app market essentially without even stepping foot in it. And to think of how many millions and millions of people have, there will be kids that, you know, if they're real smart, they'll put an add on to the Apple and Google Play Store for, you know, sure. Xbox Game Pass and you click on it and it goes through your Apple Pay. There's another source of income. I feel like tapping into this phone and mobile market might be a really interesting strategy that I think I think is close with this man yeah Ben this would have been useful for us just the other night when you were we were streaming we were checking out hyperscape and then we wanted to play something else uh-huh. I was like man I'd love to play Halo 3 since it just came out on PC but yeah. it would take forever to download right in that case we could have theoretically used xCloud to instantly play it Theoretically. Theoretically. Halo, Halo 3 is not a game I want to play streaming yet. Right. But yeah, right. the point remains. But something like, not that this is a Microsoft game, but that we switched over to everybody's golf. Like mm-hmm. That's the perfect game to play on, on the cloud, I feel like. Yeah. No, if you're latency, I mean, there's a little bit of issues with timing and stuff. But for the most part, you can play that one. Yeah. No brainer. Yeah, I'm curious about what the, how... If we have instant access, so if you're on uh, Xbox Game Pass on your Xbox, if you could instantly check out a game for 10 minutes through a stream, how many more people are going to be willing to just explore the library? To me, I feel like for developers that are on Game Pass, there's even though the barrier is 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 it's included, it's, it feels like it's free. There's still the barrier that you have to have somebody click it download the entire game and play it that that's a barrier but i feel like it might also be a strength mm-hmm. um for instance i downloaded crosscode not the largest game in the world by any means but downloaded it on on game pass and played for like an hour the one night wasn't feeling it didn't really like it that much and then last night or whenever that was recently uh it was like late. Nobody was on playing anything. I didn't want to, you know, play anything that I normally play. And I thought, I'll just give CrossCut another try. I liked it a lot more. And it was... The reason I didn't just boot up some other random game is because I would have had to install it. Right. So, like, maybe it does give you more of a chance to... Now, I still don't think I want to keep playing CrossCode. It just wasn't my jam. It wasn't what I'm looking for that, you know, th- this particular time. But... I feel like because I had no other games on my hard drive that were exciting to me, right? I stuck with that one. And if I could have just picked 10 minutes of any other game in the world, I probably would have done so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, too, about what Sony is doing with PlayStation Now. Yeah. Not that they're not doing anything because they have made moves as far as making the PS4 games available on the service for download. But I'm curious when xCloud launches, what the fidelity and the latency will be like on your Xbox, because PlayStation now is shit. Like to stream a game is terrible Uh, to stream a PS3 game. specifically. I've, I've never tried it. It's awful. The latency is bad. The visuals are like, it's so compressed and jank. It's, it's not good. So you have to wonder if they're, reworking some things and it might be part of a uh, big initiative at the launch of playstation 5 but yeah i yeah. just I, I just wonder if sony is even interested in it i feel like they would have killed it by now if they weren't but right 
Yeah, Sony, you got to wonder, too, if they they lean so heavily on the quality of their first party as being the the huge selling point of their console. Um, which, I mean, as long as they keep putting out games like Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. God of War, right. it's not going to be a problem. But, you know, I'm not saying that things can change super quickly, but, you know, it only takes a few stinkers in order yeah. to change public perception. Sure. It only takes a few Fallout 76s to fall from grace, okay? Right. Oh, yeah. Or like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think Sony is even remotely concerned or thinking about any kind of upgrade to their own service because of Microsoft? I mean, they'd be stupid not to be somewhat concerned in, in a competitive market that we're in. You always have to at least be aware of what the competition's doing and try to, to match it. But I don't think that's Sony's strong suit. Right. That's not what you know Sony for. So, like, I feel like there's less of a desire because I'm still going to buy a PlayStation and play Sony games because I know the games are going to be phenomenal until they prove otherwise. Whereas I'd be less likely, as I have been with PlayStation now, to sign up for a new service. True. And, you know, there's all the time games that people are like, oh, it's really good now. Like Sea of Thieves. I tried it when it very first came out. I tried it, you know, recently. But people will talk about how, like, oh, Sea of Thieves is way better now. I just, I just still don't want to play it. Because yeah. it's, you know, I don't know. Old news. Dude, I've said this on the sh show before, and I'll say it again. I have yet to be impressed or be satisfied, I'll say, with any kind of game streaming. Period. Yeah. The Which the only, I guess, technically the only thing I've been impressed with is when I was streaming my PC to my Oculus Quest. Right. But since it's in-home over... 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi. Right. It's a little different than over the internet. But I just feel like for the hardcore audience, I don't know, maybe I'm in the minority of very picky when it comes to latency specifically. But right. none I'd of say, these feel right. I'd say you and I, to an extent, are pickier than the average. Yeah. But I still feel like, you know, it's got to be really good for even the average person to enjoy it because... You know, many people like playing fast-paced shooter games, and if I click my mouse or you know my button or whatever the trigger, uh, and it takes even a fraction of a millisecond longer than I'm used to it taking, yeah, I'm gonna notice it. Yeah, I feel like it's harder for people to notice frame rates yes. than it is for latency because latency is more something that you feel instead of observe. And I agree with you, Ben. It is a very muscle memory thing. And a lot of people play the shit out of games. That's right. what that's what I'd say probably most people do is play the shit out of their games and they know them, you know? Um, I'd say, Dustin, you have you have probably one of the least, the lowest tolerances for video quality. Uh, not necessarily video quality, but screen fidelity and quality that I know of because I like to think of myself as a visual snob. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff I'll look at. I'm like, looks pretty decent. And Dustin's like, that's <laughs> trash. And I'm like, does your is your brain it's wrong? It's a curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with with latency, I feel like that's a more, you're right, Brandon, the way you put that, a more like you, you feel it rather than just sense it. I was, Frankly, I can't tell the difference between uh, 144 and 244. Yeah. Well, it is diminishing returns yeah, on exactly. frame rate. But yeah. 
You know what? Uh, you made me think because you were saying how there's some people that just don't, even with latency, don't can't tell. Uh, latency, I don't know that I, that I would agree with that, but well, maybe he, I said it. But I don't. here's here's an example. When I was in, there's people who doesn't bother. I don't know if there's people who can't tell. Right. Yeah. When I was in junior high and Rock Band was in its heyday, oh. I I killed at Rock Band drums, yeah. specifically the drums. I was like really good at. And my friend was also really good. And we always talk about, you know, 100%ing songs or whatever. I went to this friend's house and I played on his kit through his TV. And he didn't, it was, this was before game mode. Yeah. And it was a flat screen. And I was like, dude, my notes are coming in like totally at the wrong point. Like this is not synced up at all. And he's like, yeah. what are you talking about? And so I synced up his game because you had the ability in game. Which and, was so annoying. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to do it six or eight times before. Yeah. Right. So I synced up his game and I started playing well. And he, then he started playing and he's like, I can't play. Yeah. And I was like, well, which one yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So also, I will not name the developer. Well, when you get used to it, that's yeah. not the wrong way. You're going right. to learn the wrong way. Yeah. I won't name the developer, but a game I previewed, uh, a prominent indie game I previewed at PAX. I started playing and I was like, they don't have this TV on game mode. Yeah, I knew instantly. And I mean, I you're, you're able to adjust on the fly and kind of account for it. But yeah, it I you got to wonder how many people are playing games without game mode on. And there's already a significant amount of latency between, you know, what they press on their controller, and what comes up on the TV. When I got my new, new TV, which is not top of the line by any means, but it's better than my old one. Uh, the first thing I did when I booted up my PS4 was went to put it on game mode, and my TV automatically switched over. Yeah, that's a... Which I didn't know was a thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a newer feature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine yeah. does that now. Mine's old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you need to get a new TV. Yeah. With, a, with your, your PS5. I do, I do. You, I you do. just spend a shit ton I of money. I definitely do. Your yeah. TV has a on mode. Yeah, well, I don't even have... I had a remote for it. <laughs> I now I just I literally have to I look so I probably look like, like an old man so it's like little touch buttons on the uh-huh. front and it's always so hard to see because there's symbols that are printed on as a touch button but they're not physical buttons right so I gotta like go and I'll always push the wrong one it's a fiasco so switching over I wanted to also talk about this when it comes to Microsoft this was also from the verge just a quick little detail but an important one not about xCloud Microsoft is discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox One S Digital Edition, but the Xbox One S will live on post Xbox Series X. So that makes sense to me. I was surprised about the Xbox One X, though. I would be a little burnt if I bought a Series X. So how does it affect you? Or, 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 or a One X. These fucking names. <laughs> An Xbox One X. If I had bought one, you know, they hailed it as, oh, it's the most powerful. And I don't know. Maybe I'd feel differently if this was actually the scenario. But thinking about it, I would say, man, that fucking sucks. I just bought like your top of the line thing. And I understand that, you know, the things change. I just feel like it's so soon. The rationale to me, or at least this is what I would be thinking is, is the One X worse enough quality than the Series X to discourage people from buying it at a cheaper price? I think that this is probably just all confirming Lockhart for being a slightly souped up 
Xbox One X. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's yeah. going to replace that yeah. in the market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Brandon, I agree with you partially about people maybe being disappointed that bought an Xbox One X, but I'm also thinking the people that bought that are the people that care about if you care about performance and you're willing to replace your current console with a $500 better one, then they're going to be buying a series X at launch. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there's people that replace their $1,200 graphics card like every year. Right. So, um, not that that means that everyone is like that, but it, the one X already had a niche market. Right. Other than people whose grandma's accidentally bought it for them. So I don't think that you're going to lose. You're not going to lose anybody. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to note just that just because it's being discontinued as far as manufacturing, they're not going to stop supporting right. it for years to come. Yeah, that's what I was getting they're at. Gonna I start. How does that affect you? Because you already own it. What do you care right. if you sell it or not anymore? Right. But it's interesting to see their strategy kind of change up. And right. I'm really curious about this Lockhart console. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see it this week, though. We made event. predictions last week, right? Yeah. I think since then, most of mine have already been dispelled. Really? Well, not the Fable one. I, I made a prediction about Fable. But I think I said we'll see a second console. And they said they weren't going to talk about hardware. Maybe somebody else said they're going to talk about the price. And I think they said they weren't talking about the price. Yeah. So They've already kind of implied that's coming in August. Right. So... Dude, you know what's interesting, though? I didn't write this in the notes, is that people are getting pictures of PS5 kiosks in the UK uh-huh. popping up. There's nothing there. But the fact that they're getting set up makes me wonder if shortly or around the time of the Xbox games event, if yeah. Sony is going to speak up about right. pre-orders or whatever and be like, hey, uh, we're doing the pre-order. This is how much it costs. And... If you're in one of these locations, you can check it out here. Right. Next week. Right. Which would be cool. Okay. That's actually it. I That was the, the two news items that I had. I mean, obviously, there's other things going on, but they're things that I didn't want to talk about in this show. But I do have two quickies that we Ooh. can talk about. All right. Number one, uh, Rocket League is going free to play. Now, we knew that Rocket League was purchased by Epic Games a little while back. And so they are moving the game to free to play. What's interesting, though, is that they are delisting it from Steam. But they made it clear that if you bought it and play on Steam, you will be able to continue to play there. It's not like they're shutting off Steam access completely. You just right. won't be able to download it for free on Steam. What's the benefit for Steam to doing that? Not pissing off people. Yeah, but I just feel like there's... Even if it's infinitesimal, there's some cost to Steam to keep that game in their library somehow. Well, I'd, Epic probably fronted that bill. Yeah, you're probably right there. I wouldn't be surprised in it that they will completely cut off Steam a few years after this yeah. if Rocket League is still going strong, which I right. assume it will at this point. Yeah, if it's been going this long, it's going to keep going. Right. So after the point, after when it goes free to play later this summer, that is when it will launch on the Epic Games Store for free. So, making some moves here. Any yeah. thoughts? That's awesome. I feel like at this point in its life, um, I'm just eager for more people to try it, I guess. Um, I personally have never felt the itch for that game like I have for others, but a lot of my friends like it, and I can understand the quality there. I just wonder 
if they're going to continue to ramp up the uh, microtransactions once they're free to play. I'm thinking a battle pass. Probably a battle pass. Which I think they have that already. Maybe. I, which I really like that. I've never which, logged into the which game. Which might so. actually be cool. I think I do have access to it via Game Pass, maybe. Mm. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, but I one, we know that Epic and basically revolutionized the free-to-play model, so I'm sure they've got a way to make money. Right. But two, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already making money hand over fist so because of microtransactions, so they know that if more oh. the user base is larger, they, don't, they might have to change anything. Right. True. That's true. Uh, one important note that I thought about was this includes the switch version which <gasps> is exciting to me oh, to be able to maybe hop into actually games on the go yeah might actually be interested in that yeah so all platforms although crossplay i am curious a very important online game to have not janky ass wi-fi mm. yeah so i'm thinking might be some issues on switch with that let's th- can we talk about that for a second i'm editing a let's play for maddie right now that's smash online and i i've i knew that it was bad holy shit smash online is terrible yeah i haven't like, played in a long time it sounds like it hasn't gotten better from your reaction i just can't believe that people are paying for the nintendo online for other stuff but that isn't as demanding as a game like Smash, like Animal Crossing or something right. like that. Or they want to play the Super Nintendo. Which, by the way, can we talk about Animal Crossing online? Oh, yeah. The, but that's the developer's fault. I know. How, how I shitty know. the way it connects. But the fact that people are paying for online, and if you're if you're like paying it to play Smash, like the quality of the service is... Is it just so yeah. slow, you mean? It just lags yeah. out. I like, just... I think they don't care that much about it. That's why it's not $60. Well... Not only do they not care, but the the Switch also has that janky-ass Wi-Fi. And so you have people with, you know, one bar of connection hopping into Smash Online, and it's just... My Switch is literally... I mean, it, the, the next room over is my Wi-Fi. Again, I get Wi-Fi, great Wi-Fi, all in my house. And I get two bars. And I'm yeah. like, it's almost in eyesight of my router. Right. Well, I know in my, in my business... Uh, my computer sometimes, you know, will fade in and out of, of Wi-Fi even if I'm not moving it, if I'm sitting in my office. Yeah. But it still gets a good connection when it's there. My Switch can't even find the Wi-Fi. Dude, it's it's a bad router. Or yeah. not router. Uh, it is uh, a bad, it's also a bad receiver, router. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Receiver. Receiver, yeah. 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 That's, man, there's that... sometimes... Uh, so there's been a couple times where I have an um, unlimited uh, hotspot on my phone. And there's been times where I've wanted to download something on my Switch or whatever, and I'll, like, try to connect it to my phone. Nothing else has a problem connecting to my phone. I've even... There's been times where my internet was out at my house, and I turned on my hotspot and played my PS4. I've done that, too. (laughs) I've done Uh, that, too. Which I normally have it hardwired, but I had it, you know, tethered to my phone through Wi-Fi. But there's been times where I've had my phone sitting directly next to my Switch, and it's still... It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's unexcusable. The, the other thing, just since we're randomly talking about the weird things about Switch, I remember when I realized that the Switch has Bluetooth for controllers, yeah. but not for headphones or earbuds. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. there's no Bluetooth uh, for... <laughs> like, what I, were they thinking? That's, is that got, I mean, is that a software issue or is that hardware? Because it seems like if it's got Bluetooth, it should be able to connect to anything. Maybe there's only so much bandwidth and they want to save it 
for controllers maybe or something maybe that hd realm will takes up all that tooth maybe yeah takes up all the tooth all the tooth um maybe. also while we're bitching about it don't put the charging thing on the bottom i can't plug it in and set it down how's yeah. it supposed to dock though i don't give a fuck figure <laughs> it out that's not my job okay fair enough he's offering uh, a feedback not solutions mm. come on yeah this is this is more of a think tank than a in an engineering classroom. It is amazing if you think about the switch as far as like, oh, the screen scratches when you put in the dock, uh, the audio, yeah. the the internet. It's like so many things about this console is so shitty. And yeah, that's still amazing. It, it's And it is. That's yeah. exactly it. Okay. The one last quickie. We don't have to talk about this one very long. Destiny 2 Beyond Light has been delayed. It is now coming out November 10th. That's fine. Yeah, which they cited those due to working from home yeah. issues. I'm sure. So, and you have to wonder, November 10th, we're getting a lot of things in that November, you know, second, third week of November window. Right. So you have to assume that's when uh, we're going to see some next gen. I mean, that'd be action. a baller move. Yeah. If, if it's anything as cool as that event they did in the sky at the tower, whew, we're in for a good surprise. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. It was awful. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm, I'll be curious to check it out. But that's all I have for the show. Ben, since Brandon and I have only been playing Ghost of Tsushima, really. I've uh -huh. been lightly playing Death Stranding, but I already talked about that last week. Is there any game, just to cap us off, that you want to uh, talk about? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are. It's Sorry. fine, though. Um, I, I mentioned that I started my second playthrough of Last of Us. I've uh, played a little bit of Modern Warfare, specifically Warzone. Um, excited to play Ghost of Tsushima. Told you I checked out CrossCode. Didn't really put enough time into it to give feedback. It is a solid game. I think it's a good game. It's just not the game I want at, you know, in July of 2020 right now. It's yeah. just not doing it for me. Um, what else? I feel like there's definitely been something else I've been playing, but I can't put my finger on it. I want to tell you. Oh, I finished Thumper. Oh, nice. Uh, I downloaded Halo Reach on Oof. Game Pass. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to boot it up yet. Beautiful. Yeah, that's about it. Nice. I wanted to tell you, and there's no point in me telling you this on air, but okay. fuck it. So the Death Stranding port. Yeah. We were talking about what video card you should buy. And I was like, you know, even if you don't want ray tracing, a 20 series card, you have DLSS. Right. The DLSS 2.0 on Death Stranding is incredible. Yeah. Like Digital Foundry, they did a video. It is just as good in almost every way as native and even better. Yeah. Like they did the zoom, the zoom in on uh, Fragile's uh, her like eyelash uh -huh. and it looks better than the native. That's what you were telling me the other day. It's crazy. Yeah. So you have, you have the 2060 Super. No, I have the 2070 something, something, oh, something. Oh, shit. Man, yeah. that thing, if you I mean, if you're I know you're kind of done with that stranding, but if you ever want to like flex your PC just for the fun of it and install yeah. it since it's on my Steam. The only thing is my, my screen's only 1080. Oh, I mean, yeah, that that's would, true. That wouldn't matter for the DLSS and the... Well, but if you ever plug your PC into your 4K TV or something. I, I do know. that. Oh, occasionally. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I was in... Uh, Brandon was here the other day when I was playing Death Stranding. Yeah. And I was running it native just for fun, just to see if my PC could do it. And it Ooh. looked... It looked so good. Yeah. It had all the textures, man. It all was... the textures, all the frame rates, all the resolution. I just... Uh, I don't know. Death Stranding, I, I liked it. 
it's, it's kind of the same thing with CrossCode. Mm. You can tell this is a great game. I put 35 or close to 40 hours in Death Stranding, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm just done now. Mm. And, and that's not something I do. I usually play, I usually finish games. Yeah. I really like the later game of that, I think, even more than the beginning. I probably, um, it, it's one of those games that does gives you, give you moments of intensity and then moments of, of long boringness. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it was just like too drastic. Yeah. Even though I was talking about that earlier with Last of Us. Dude, later on, though, it gets really strategic mm-hmm. as far as like you can build zip lines. Yeah. And I built my own like zip line network. Yeah. So I could like it was really hard to set up. But once I did, I was just like blitzing missions because I just had a whole zip line yeah. system and it felt so good. I may give it another shot at some point. Maybe I'll even check it out on PC since, yeah. you know, since I can handle it and more. Dude, I was I was like opening every program I had and like streaming video and everything else. And I was like, oh, my, Hell yeah. my, my GPU and CPU are at like 20% combined right now. This right. is awesome. My main problem is that I have a powerful computer and I can tell when I play games. Yeah. Adobe's products suck yes. so bad. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even feel like I have a good computer sometimes. It's all about the optimization of the programs. I, I told you this, but I'll say it for the audience. The one thing I did do in Adobe, it was the first video I actually really tried to export um, since I got my new graphics card, which has only been like 10 days ago. Uh, but I got, I tried to export a video and I went back and I, the last video I exported, I knew I was getting a new graphics card. And so I benchmarked basically that specific export. And it took like, I don't remember, like 12, I have it written down, but it was like 12 minutes. And my my new CPU and graphics card combined exported it in like a minute and a half. And some of that could be due to some of the things in the program, or maybe there was an update or something like that. But still, it was significantly better. It was just, yeah, it made me smile. PC is the way. And you now know the way. I mean, I've always known the way. Yeah. I knew you the way now when can you, take advantage of I knew the, the way. way when you were a little baby, yeah. but I didn't have recently. I haven't haven't had any interest in PC, and now that it's beefy, I'm like, yeah. But I'll, the thing is, like, I I don't mind playing games on PS4 still. Right. There's certain games, for instance, now that I've been playing Warzone with the the uh, wider um, angle. What's it called? Oh, the field the, of view. The field of view. I'm like, I can never go back to that slow PS4 game. Right. But. Other things are mostly fine. Right. All right. That's it for the HP podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. We are twitter.com slash handsome phantom to keep updated with all the different content we do. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. See you. The HP podcast and handsome phantom are fan funded through patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth.